I had the chance to talk with Mike Vernis, a professional hockey player, about his journey through the professional ranks. He's played in the NHL. He's also overseas playing in Denmark now. He's learned a lot in every one of his experiences. You're going to learn about this, the different things that he's gone through, and how to appreciate the journey. You don't want to miss this discussion that I had today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Game Time Guru. Now, not very often do I get to speak with professional athletes, but today I have a very special guest. He's a professional hockey player. His name is Mike Vernis. And Mike, thank you so much for joining the show today. No problem, Shane. I appreciate you having me on the uh, Game Time Guru. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm absolutely stoked to have you on here. I actually have a buddy of mine who has joined the podcast a few times. His name is CC Hockley, and he has his own podcast called Hockey Talk. And he's, he's basically the hockey expert that makes his guest appearances from time to time. He would be ecstatic to be talking to you right now. So maybe we can set that up in the future, but he's excited. And then I'm just really jacked to have a hockey player on the show. So um, yeah, yeah off, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and first off, can you can you let the listeners know uh, where you are right now? Actually, where you, where are we talking from? Uh, I'm actually in uh, Denmark, uh, just outside of Copenhagen. Denmark. Okay, so we're gonna discuss your journey on how you got to Denmark. But uh, first, I want to start with like where you where you originated from. So where were you born, and 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 where did you grow up? So I'm from Toronto, Canada. Uh, I grew up playing. Hockey, uh, loved all sports growing up. Um, really, I was just an athletic kid, and I played everything. Uh, I think followed in my dad's footsteps. He, I mean, he never played professional, but he just played a lot of sports, and he was always bringing me to Leaf games or to Argonauts games, which is their football team here, and uh, or to like the Blue Jays. And, and then when the Raptors came around, um, you know. I didn't go to too many Raptors games as a kid, but I've actually been going a lot more in my 20s, uh, and it's been a lot of fun to see that kind of. And then, obviously, TFC. Shout out to them, champs. Yes. With, with a historic season. Uh, once TFC came to Toronto, that was that was huge for the city. Um, we suffered through a little bit of pain in the beginning in the first years, but uh, they really did a good job turning that around, and it's awesome that uh, they've been really good for the last two years. Um, three years ago, they made a, a really conscious effort to change things around. And uh, I think that uh, MLSE has done a really good job with, with what they've been doing with that franchise. You grew up in, in Canada. Hockey is obviously a huge sport there. You said you played multiple sports. But did you grow up thinking that you were always going to be a professional hockey player? Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> Okay. Long and short of it, I, I always thought I was going to be uh, playing professional hockey. Uh, to be quite honest, I never really doubted that I would be um, because I just wanted it so bad. Uh, I, when people would ask me, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I would say a hockey player. And they, they would kind of like chuckle and I would hear them. And, they, and then they would say, okay, but if that doesn't work out, like what do you want to do? And I would say, no, a hockey player. So it was 
it was pretty clear to me that I wanted to be a hockey player. I mean, soccer was also really big for me, and I, I really loved that sport as well. Uh, but when I was about 16, I had to make that choice of whether I wanted to do um, hockey more serious or soccer more serious. I mean, the choice was it was pretty easy, but I mean, I did really enjoy playing soccer growing up as well. And uh, if I had stayed on that path, that would have been fun too. But I'm really glad that I chose hockey. That's awesome. And it shows that you actually like had the grit and determination because obviously you are a professional hockey player. So when people asked you that and thought you were joking and said you wanted to make a more realistic goal, well, you actually kept pushing through, which is not very common amongst a lot of the people. I mean, a lot of kids will play sports and then they get discouraged because people say the same things they told you and they never make yeah. it to where they want to. You did. So that's awesome. I think, um, yeah, I think if you if you want to achieve something that like not very many people do, I think you got to be a little bit... Uh, delusional i think or or think differently than than the rest and or and believe in yourself and really you really have to go all in on that and then you know really just you know if you have a plan b it uh it can kind of distract you a little bit sometimes um obviously people want to be safe and for me, it was just, I'm going to go all in on hockey. And, and I felt at a young age that I was good enough to do that. So that made my choice a little bit easier. Oh, absolutely. And what's going to your professional journey, um, you kind of took what I would call a, a non-traditional or just a not as common route to the professional ranks. So like here in the United States, we get so caught up in like, you know, in basketball, you got to go to at least a year of college football. They have their college you know you have to go for two years or three whatever it may be three years removed from high school all this stuff um your journey to the professional hockey ranks was a little bit different than that can you explain your journey well in canada we have the junior hockey system which is basically like the step before you go to pro uh, and the step above like when you're a kid so we have that uh from basically 16 to to 21, 20 and 21. Um, so I ended up playing junior hockey in Canada, which is really, really popular. And um, it was something I actually always wanted to do uh, because I thought it would get me to my goal faster. And that for me was the case. So I'm ha actually happy that I did that. Uh, junior hockey, um, I played for the Brampton Battalion. Uh, the coach that I had there was actually really, really good with developing young kids and getting them and moving them on to like uh, getting them drafted. So Sam Butler was his name or is his name. And he's still, uh, he's the longest tenured coach in junior hockey for, since 1998. And he's, uh, he's really a legend in the game. And I'm actually grateful that I got to play for him. Um, but he did a good job with me. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I did have some interest from college, but, at the time that college was going to be an option, uh, I ended up getting injured uh, and I missed from the end of November to the beginning of February. And then by the time I got back in February, the junior team wanted to call me up. So I ended up making that decision. And yeah, I, I went to junior hockey. Um, I think it was a good decision for me. I did really well in junior and actually did set me up well for a professional career. 
That's so awesome. And speaking of your professional career, it started roughly around 2004. Um, can you explain your journey? Uh, what you, you get drafted um, in the San Jose system. And can you explain your journey through the minors? Uh, Maybe the, the different types of contracts that are involved with minor league hockey, the different teams you may have played for, just your, your experience with the minors. So hockey is actually really good in this, in the sense that it's one of the, it's one of the sports where you can actually make a decent living. Uh, you can actually make a good living um, playing in the minor leagues. And I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, you know, I started in uh, – I was drafted in 2004. My first professional year was in 2006. And I started in the Central Hockey League in Arizona. And then I got called up to Albany in the American Hockey League. And then um, that was with – Colorado's farm team because I ended up getting traded from San Jose to Colorado. I signed my three-year entry-level deal with Colorado. Um, so from Albany, the uh, the team split affiliation with Carolina. So we only had half our guys. Uh, they can only have half the roster, sorry. So we only had like three defense spots and six forward spots. So it was, uh, it was really competitive. Um, and then our team affiliation moved to Cleveland after that. And I spent the next two years in Cleveland, which were really fun. Um, and then I, at the end of my three year deal, I got my chance with Colorado and uh, got my first taste in the NHL. And it was awesome. It was the, the greatest experience. Um, very grateful for that experience for sure. Uh, but it gave me a taste of it and it made me really, really hungry to, to get it again. Um, so that summer I signed with, uh, Atlanta and then had a really good camp, but didn't make the team, went down to the minors in Chicago. Um, the next season I signed with Tampa Bay and ended up making the team at a camp and, you know, got a few more games in the NHL and that was really fun and kind of went up and down that season, uh, from Norfolk to Tampa Bay a few times during the season. Uh, that was a good season. And then the year after was a kind of a whirlwind, whirlwind season. Uh, I got traded a couple times from Norfolk to San Antonio, which was Tampa Bay to Florida. And then ended up getting traded from Florida to the Rangers that year. And I finished a year in Connecticut. And then the next year I played in Connecticut again. So that was my tenure in the AHL. Uh, really, really fun. Sometimes stressful. Uh, but uh, really, really fun because you're, you know, you're right there. You're so close to, to being in the NHL that it can get ultra competitive. And a lot of the time you go to the rink and whether you had a good or bad game the night before, you're thinking to yourself, like, did that hurt or how did that affect my chances of getting called up? If there's a spot to be called up, if there's someone being called up. Okay, so. You know, you, you always had, you always had that like feeling going to the rink of, of a little bit of um, uncertainty or like anxiety, almost not anxiety, like angst. Like you, you're, you're kind of trying to find your way of like being a good teammate and then wanting to do really well because you want to get called up. So in my opinion, the AHL is actually one of the toughest leagues you can play in because because of how close you are to the NHL and how competitive it is within the, your own team. 
Man, so it, it sounds like the, the entire minor league system, especially the AHL, there's a lot of change. There's a lot of, like you said, uncertainty, which can cause some of that anxiety or just that, you know, it's the, the fear of the unknown, what's going on. Um, but what is something that you learned? What's like the biggest lesson that you learned through that particular experience since you had to go to different cities all the time? It was never, can never get comfortable. How did you deal with that? And what's the biggest lesson? Uh, perspective, I think. Um when you change teams and, you know, a lot of people will think at first, and at least it's how I thought the first time I had to change team uh, was these guys don't want me and what, what happened. And I think that kind of keeps you in the past and it doesn't let you move forward. Um, I think once I got it in my mindset that, you know, this someone else does want you, um, then you can kind of move forward. And then, you know, you can bring those perspectives to everyday life, whether, you know, if you have a, a really good game and, and you're feeling really good about yourself, uh, it's nice to take that in and, and try to keep that momentum going forward. And if you don't have a good game or if you're not in a good spot and you've been struggling for a little bit, you know, there's, there's a perspective of, you know, you should cherish this time because athletes, you know, their shelf life is not as long. Like we can't do this, you know, the rest of our lives as like, you know, an entrepreneur would, would do, but uh, the perspective of, you know, we know as athletes that there's a lot of the people that would, you know, give their left arm to, you know, experience the, our worst days, uh, you know, like we, like I get that and I really feel fortunate to have been able to do uh, that and to be doing it currently. Uh, I feel blessed that I was able to do that. Um, at the same time, it definitely comes at a price with, you know, there's so much uh, uncertainty. You can move around quite often. Uh, you're generally away from your family quite a bit. Um, you're kind of on your own, uh, which is, it's good because you learn a lot about yourself, but, you know, you definitely miss the family atmosphere. and That's why I think sports teams are, kind of unique because we spend so much time with one another and that's that's why like you know in hockey like the the bond between players is really really strong and you know the best teams i played on were the closest teams off the ice i want to talk about your experience in the nhl you mentioned that you had you know you played for the, the avalanche it gave you this drive uh you had 22 total games the nhl from what i what i read um yeah. what what is the difference between the NHL? Like what, what did you learn there and what, how does it differ from the minors? Well, first of all, you're dealing with a lot, uh, a lot more that's readily available to you. Uh, the resources that le that level are, I mean, I won't say they're endless, but they're like, you wouldn't be needing anything else uh, to perform. So like there's that. Uh, the quality of hockey is just so good from line one to line four. So that's why the game is so good because the quality of, of athlete, the quality of player is so strong. Um, the biggest difference between the AHL and the NHL, uh, honestly, it's not that big uh, of a jump to playing in the games. The, the big difference is the quality of the depth of the lineup. So what I mean is you could take, 
you could take the top players in the AHL and you could put them in the insert them in the NHL lineups and you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily notice a big difference. Uh, you would notice a big difference if you took out like the team's best players, like the NHL team's best players. Then you would definitely notice a difference. Um, but if you insert them on like the anywhere from you know second to fourth line, you know the the game won't change that much. Uh, the the skill level is quite high though in the NHL and and the IQ is is really really high and that's why those guys play there it's because they do the say they do things um, really well and they're always in the right positions and they're always really accountable to like what the team structure is so that you know when you're going like as a D I know when I'm going back for a puck I know my D partner is going to be and he's there virtually every time. And I know where my center is going to be virtually every time and they're there every time. So like that accountability to your own self to be where you need to be within the team concept is really, really strong. And the guys, the work ethic is just so high. And I mean, then you have the top end talent. I think that's what impresses me the most about hockey is and all sports, but in hockey, having seen it uh, firsthand, the the top end like the elite superstars of the league um in the game now where it's very very uh equal there's a lot of guys that are very very much equal like there's a lot of parity throughout the league the top end superstars are they amaze me because it's really hard to dominate nowadays and they're dominating and you know the superstars are are really really good and and you just see the quality of what they do on the ice and you see their work ethic and it's just it's really inspiring actually to see that as a guy who's coming in in and out of the lineup and you see how hard these guys are working and it makes you work even harder that's so cool and now you're over in denmark you're overseas and you know, I've had an article on my website that uh, C.C. Hockley, our hockey expert, wrote um, regarding the different um, the sports that are overseas. I've also done a podcast regarding, like, basketball overseas and how that compares to, like, the G League in the United States, stuff like that. We, we like to discuss the overseas athletics because it is a huge option for, for professional athletes. Um, what I would like to know is, is the game of hockey any different where you're at right now compared to the AHL, the ECHL, the NHL, just the, the traditional style of hockey? Is it any different? Is the game any different? Yes, it is different. It's a bigger ice surface. Um, so it makes the game, people think that it would be more, you know, you'd have more time, more offensive options, but it actually makes the game more defensive because the teams here play such a high structured game and it's hard to get, scoring chances so there's generally less scoring in in european hockey uh this is my fourth season overseas so i played in germany in the del uh, i played in uh sweden uh with rogla um who, that's where i won my, my championship a championship in uh, in europe which was really really fun winning in europe is really really awesome um and then i played last year in the austrian league and then this year in denmark uh the leagues, they're uh, they're all different independently because they, like that you see the country's mentality come through in the athletic events and in, in the athletics, but uh, the game of hockey over in Europe is pretty structured. It's pretty much 
more defensive and uh, it's a little bit harder to score points and score goals. And the real, the real reason why it's like that is because it's very, very focused on winning. Whereas back home in North America, it's really become about development and the streamlined system between the AHL, the NHL, and then, you know, East coast league and, you know, and junior, but uh, it's, it's very streamlined to be about development to get to the NHL. And that's why there's actually a rule back home about having only five veterans allowed to play on your AHL team that not a lot of people know about. And it kind of forces guys out of the league before, you know, they're ready to go. uh, But before that they, you know, would otherwise have been able or have been told to go. So, I mean, it's more about development back home and here it's, it's definitely more about winning. Um, you're playing in these cities in Europe where it's amazing the fan support that, that there is over here. Like uh, it, you feel it wherever you go, you know, like you, you walk around and, you know, some of the places I've been to and, and you go to dinner and people are like asking you like, Hey, you know, what did you guys do last game that was different than the game before that made you win? And they're giving you their opinion on like, <laughs> you know, the, the structure of the team and the power play and, you know, what you guys should do for the next game. And, you know, a lot of guys might think like, Hey, that's, you know, a little bit invasive, but you know what? I think you just have to enjoy all the experiences that you're experiencing when you're an athlete, because, you know, you don't get to relive this, this part. Like I can't, I can't just go and, and start over, you know, like where, whereas with business, you know, if it doesn't work, well, Hey, you know, let's go and start over and start something new. Like I can't just rewind the clock and go back to when I was 18, 19, 20 and say, you know, what? Right. I'm going to, I'm going to do this differently this time. You know, what, what's done is done. And I only have right now in front of me. So that's why I like European hockey because it's about right now. It's about winning and you know, you, you really have a good team atmosphere and the guys are really good guys. And the thing is like quality of hockey is really, really strong over in Europe. And a lot of North American people might not know that, but, uh, and the game is, is part of their culture now too. Uh, it's been around here for a long time and, you know, they love hockey. And, you know, when I was in Mannheim and Germany, we would have probably a, close to a thousand people to, uh, on our fan club at the away games, you know, like oh, wow. they, would, they would take up a whole section and yeah, it was really an, a, an amazing experience. And it was in, in some, it's in some ways it's, you know, it's, it's just as good as the, as the NHL, you know, when you have all this support from, from like your, your city that you're in because everyone wants the team to do well. So you mentioned that you, you know, you mentioned business and sometimes businesses fail. Um, I want to make sure that we talk about your business though, because you kind of went into the entrepreneurship role here. Um, I want you to explain to the listeners what you've got going on with shifted hockey. Yeah. So we, uh, we're trying to stay in our own lane and do what we're good at. Um, we're doing video analysis for youth hockey players. And we're giving uh, them the option to have their stats uh, taken uh, and uh, critical analysis done by professional hockey players like myself and the other uh, guys and girls we have on our uh, staff. Um, 
we're not looking for like just goals and assists. We're looking for developmental statistics and some advanced analytics. Uh, advanced analytics are really, really uh, popular right now within hockey. Uh, so we're trying to look for those and, and do what I think is the best thing um, with stats and that's to offer context to them. Um, and, you know, stats are, are really, really good. And I like stats, but they're not meaningful to an individual uh, and when they're trying to develop if they're not taken with some context. And I think stats, their best measure is not when they're comparing two people. Uh, I think their best measure is when they're comparing yourself to a prior version of yourself and seeing how you're uh, advancing and, and how you're uh, developing. So what we do is the you know, we get the game film from the, from the teams or from the individuals and we send it out to our coaches who are other professional hockey players and they watch and they uh, create a game report and then we send it back to the players to, to watch um, and they can get some feedback from, from us. That's fantastic. So where can, where can we find uh, your, your stuff? Is there a website we can go to? Yeah, uh, you can uh, check it out at uh, www.shiftedhockey.com. Shifted is S-H-I-F-T-D, no E in shifted. So it's a little bit of a planned words there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, shiftedhockey.com. That's so cool. And finishing up the show today, Mike, I'm going to put you through the guru's gauntlet where I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Um, (laughs) Are you ready for these? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do it. You know what? If this was 10 years ago, uh, I really would have felt confident in answering any questions about sports. But now since I've been playing, uh, there's been especially since being, you know, an entrepreneur and like becoming a new dad, like all this stuff is just taking <laughs> kind of a, you know, a backseat right now to me being able to keep up with all this. But I'm excited. Let's see what I got. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think you'll be just fine. So you're a defenseman and we know that defense wins championships. What is the best defensive team of any sport? Currently or of all time? It, of all time. Sorry. Ooh. Uh, I think it's hard to go against the 1972 Miami dolphins, but, uh, in hockey, I think, uh, I'll go with the New Jersey Devils in the mid '90s because uh, mid late mid to late '90s and then early 2000s because they always broke my heart when they broke when they played against the Leafs and beat them. So, what's the best athlete you've played against personally? Sidney Crosby. Who has better hockey players, Canada or the United States? (laughs) I mean, probably your listeners are all from the United States, so I'm going to say. Uh, well, I'm Canadian. I gotta be. I have to be biased. If I'm not biased, then I'm doing something wrong. So I'm gonna say Canada. <laughs> I like it. Other sports you've played outside of soccer? Ooh, uh, football. Um, yeah, I love football. Tennis. Uh, I love tennis. Awesome. And if you could have gone pro in something else, what would it have been? Soccer. And you mentioned you're from Toronto. Do you like Vince Carter? Love Vince Carter. Love. Hey, he, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Him and Damon Stoudemire literally put basketball on the map in Toronto. And 
it's awesome. I, I think that what he has done in his career, and especially what he's done for Toronto, is so underrated. And I'm glad that, you know, Drake, now that he's come along, he's kind of giving, you know, Vince Carter the props that he really deserves. I love that. And the last question here for you, Mike, it's just a kind of your own opinion thing. What's the best food you've eaten overseas? Best food. Is this like, so is coffee? But no, I mean, uh, man, that is so tough. Uh, actually, you know, the Denmark, their Danishes are fantastic. Um, I think they're probably the best pastries I've had. Um, but, uh, you know, we got to stay away from those, you know, being an athlete and all that, <laughs> but, uh, uh, food over here. Um, you know what? The Swedish meatballs are actually really, really good. So I'll, uh, I'll go with that as the overseas. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you, Mike. I appreciate the time that you took to, to do this interview with me. And, um, if you have anything else you'd like to let my listeners know, is there any lessons or any words of advice for anybody who's trying to go into the professional realm or just, you know, compete in sports in general, anything you got before I sign off here? Yeah, I do. I think that they should listen to your station more and I think they should educate themselves on all sports because I think what you're doing is awesome. And when I was a kid, I just loved all sports and really it, it really allowed my creativity to grow because when I was playing other sports, I kind of was trying to understand what I was doing and how to beat someone else in a sport that I'm not comfortable with is really how I had to try to be creative. And then it really helped translate into my on ice game. And it's helping now with business too, because I'm not really comfortable with business uh, yet, but it's really helping now. So I think that they should listen to your station more. Well, I appreciate that. I don't even have to plug my own stuff in anymore. This is great. <laughs> game time but, yeah, zero, everybody. <laughs> game time zero. Thank you so much, Mike. And for all the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before you leave, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it because it helps me out a ton. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support.